Hello, and welcome back to the show, your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. And I know that introduction <laughs> sounded pretty pretty somber. Uh, uh, but no, you don't say. This episode is the exact opposite because we have a theme that is all about dancing. So just a quick recap what we do here. It's a music podcast. And we have a couple theme or a couple sides. Side A is where we pick a theme and then we pick our favorite music track or choice track based on that theme. And then side B is an album that's been selected by a host, which is me for this episode. And then we have a conversation about that album and pick our favorite choice tracks from that album. So let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. So the theme kind of said it already. It's all about dancing. A song about dancing. And who doesn't love to dance? Not me. Not particularly. Not much of a dancer. But I do enjoy a good upbeat song, or I do enjoy a good song about dancing. And I'll be the guy in the corner really enjoying that dance song. And, uh, yeah, so so that's our theme. We all try to pick songs that have some kind of connection to to dancing. Uh, you know, and I mean, there's all sorts of dance songs out there and, uh, we do have an array of songs for you. Uh, let me tell you. So my choice track for this theme is a song that, uh, I think was originally recorded in 1972. And I know it was on their, on their album from 1973. The band is called King Harvest and the song is Dancing in the Moonlight. Everybody was dancing in the Now, I can't quite tell you when I first heard that song. I mean, it's it's been in my brain since, I mean, really since I can remember. But definitely that song was on my radar for sure, probably when I was in my 20s. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this song. It's been used so many times in movies. Um, the band themselves... Uh, there's really an interesting history behind it. I'm not going to go into it too too much, but needless to say, they were a band that formed in Ithaca, New York in the late 60s, and then they reformed in Paris in the early 70s. And uh, I don't know really any other song by King Harvest, but if this is a one-hit wonder, what a wonder it is. Um so it was originally recorded by a different band in 1970, and there were a couple members that were part of the different band. I think they were called Bafalongo, and there were a couple guys that were briefly in King Harvest that were also part of that band, and there was some encouragement that they go ahead and make a cover version of the song, and it became a pretty big hit. Um, King Harvest was named after a song from the band. They were heavily influenced by the band and Jimi Hendrix. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a lot to say, honestly, about the history of the band. You can look it up. Um, I know that might be different for me. Um, but you know, we're just, we're just trying to keep the energy going here and I don't want to slow it down by getting into, uh, getting into music history. So, um, I just, I just like the song. I like the beat. I like the voice. Um, I did read that the song might have been about, uh, about him. He, he had been assaulted and he wrote this song to bring him joy. 
It was written by Sherman Kelly and Derek Ryan. Um, and this song is just, I don't know, it's infectious. I think it makes you happy. I think it serves its purpose. If that's why he wrote it, because he was in a, in a, in a bad place and he wanted to write a song about a better world, this is definitely it. You know, dancing in the moonlight and who doesn't want to dance in the moonlight? Um, yeah. So there you go. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to hand the mic over to someone else and please tell me what you think. So, yeah. I, I liked it for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, this is, I've heard it plenty of times. Can't remember when I first heard it, but yeah, it's, it's a great song. Um, yeah, it, it was when the, I saw the title, I could instantly hear the melody. Um, it was interesting. I thought it was more about the, uh, you know, the birds and the bees, but yeah, at the same time, it is more just like a straight up song about dancing, but it, I did like it for sure. So it's enjoyable. Plus, I, I did watch the they didn't have like an official music video, but they had like a music video with like images of them and some of them like singing like those guys. <laughs> it's interesting because you see them riding motorcycles in the forest <laughs> and then they're stopped sitting on motorcycles jamming out on the guitars. And you're like, OK, this is interesting. Like it just took a joyride on some sickles and, you know, played some music. So, but yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah. Very infectious tune, uh, very classic tune. Like you said, if this was a one-hit wonder situation, that's a hell of a hit you're going out with. Because as soon as you said the title, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, oh, yep, yeah, I'm going to start singing this. I'm going to be singing this in the shower. And uh, yeah, sure enough, the missus got tired of hearing me sing it. But I was singing in the shower, getting my little groove on, you know, wiggling back and forth. So yeah, um, I would make a video for y'all to see it, but I don't think y'all want to see all that. So we're just going to leave that to the side. I'll put that on my OnlyFans page, just in case anybody's wondering. Outside of that, though, um, man, yeah, that's a great way to start off the show. Great way to start off the, the lineup. And let's keep these, let's keep this party rocking. Yeah, I like the song a lot. I like, um, I like how it's in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good one. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's really fun. I, I like the feel of this. Like, I like a lot of bands from that era, like, uh, Leonard Skinner and different bands like that. Kind of grew up with my dad, uh, introducing me to bands like this. So, for me, it's kind of like that little kid nostalgia where I sort of remember it, but I have to go back to it. But this is this is a song that I, I know just from hearing it, you know, on the radio, hearing it in a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, other stuff. But yeah, I like, I like the feel of this big time. So, yeah, and it, it definitely suits you, man. It's a good pick for you, Brandon. It does, doesn't it? Early 70s. Yeah, it seemed it seemed right. There are other songs I thought about, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to disappoint my fans and pick something out of the ordinary. So uh, I went with something extraordinary. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, you know uh, keep this this party going. And Damon, what do you have for us? Yeah, um, I, I picked a song from a band that I like a lot. I've seen a concert like three times. Just saw them again, their recent tour. This is Duran Duran and um, The Reflex. Is the song I picked. And I picked it partly because I really like the scene in American Pie 2 where Stiffmeister does a dance-off in a bar 
Uh, he's at a, a gay bar, doesn't realize it, and it's hilarious that he doesn't realize it, but then he ends up getting a really good dance-off. And I think that's the closing song from that scene, but also a really good song. Um, enough of American Pie, too. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a great band. Um, Duran Duran is uh, still going strong. I mean, they were just in our city down at Parton Springs. <laughs> it's just really, really pretty funny. Uh, I don't think anybody would have recognized them, maybe, when they were swimming around. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And there are, like, there's some rock icons here, pop icons, uh, right in front of you, you know? But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely like this band for their older stuff. This, this is a great song. This is a great party song, dance song. I like their newer stuff for different reasons. The newest album, uh, they just came out with Future Pass. It's a really good one. It's uh, it still has that '80s vibe, and that's what I kind of like about these bands from the '80s. They can if they can still stay strong with their music and hold that sound that they had and attract younger crowds too. I think that's um, I mean that's probably yeah. No, I think that's like the best the best thing about um, good bands from the '80s. So, uh, but yeah, this is. This is a powerful band. Simon LeBon is the lead singer. Nick Rhodes, I believe, is keyboards. John Taylor is guitar. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting all this right. Um, Roger Roger Taylor is the drummer. So, yeah. And I saw all these guys on stage. Fucking awesome. Uh, get out. See some live music. That's all I got to say. But, yeah, a lot of these bands from the 80s, are still, they're coming back. They're doing tours. And I'm going to see him. So I hope you are too. What do you guys think? I'll go ahead and start this one off. Um, Duran Duran, dude. So you actually came out with a swinger. I like this one. Um, mainly because the beat is infectious. Also because it's one of their, if you listen to, you know, the early cuts, especially the eighties, you know, per se, um, this is one of their, like, I'm not going to say all the way slow tempo. This is one of their slower mid tempo where you actually could get out and dance to it and feel good. Like, it's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's not just up facing in your, in your face and the whole nine. Like, it's actually, like, made to groove, and it works. And um, the hook is definitely infectious. Everybody knows it. They're going to sing it. I've played it a couple of times at different clubs. And, yeah, yeah I, I definitely like the vibe that comes off of this one. So, yeah, that was a good pick one. Yeah, I didn't mention it's a... Uh... It's a single and it's on an album. So the album's mm-hmm. 1985 release, uh, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. So that's, um, you can, you can find it in, you know, different forms, but yeah, it was definitely one of their many singles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is a UK band like I like to gravitate to. So. Yeah, I, um, it was, I, I knew you had seen Duran Duran recently. So it was no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that you had picked a song by them. Right. And uh, I don't even like, I mean, of course I know the song. I've heard it multiple times, grew up yeah. with that song. But <laughs> when you, when you had mentioned it, I don't even know if I actually knew the name of the song, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just knew, I just knew the song existed. Yeah. And every time it came on the radio, I'm like, yeah, this song's <laughs> awesome. Never took the, the time or energy to ever realize there's an actual song title to it. So yeah. when it's when it started, I'm like, oh, OK, I knew it was a Duran Duran song. But as soon as uh-huh. it started, I'm like, that's the name of that song. OK, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then, of course, you know, it's one of those things where you hear the chorus. I'm like, oh, yeah, it starts off with. The, right. Yeah. 
But again, it's that <laughs> example of like, I've always remembered the beat. I don't always yeah. remember the lyrics to the song. Yeah, so, true. um, true. anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if you were to remove the lyrics, it's got a great beat that you can dance to. Um, but also the, the lyrics, the, the, the melody from his voice, uh, are in sync with, with the harmony. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is I like it and you should too. And, um, Duran Duran's awesome. And, uh, nice. I haven't, I haven't listened to anything new since that one album that had come undone on it, but, um, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but all that stuff in the eighties and, and then that album from the early nineties, um, I still enjoy. So excellent, excellent selection for this episode. Thank you, sir. So I, I, I've heard the song before. Um, you know, uh, I, I didn't know the title like branded. Um, yeah. It, it's weird, like, because you know me, I like blues. I, I did, used to do swing dancing. I know his fifties dance moves, right? And um, you know, techno, I can get behind. You know, I just, I don't like the songs about dancing. I get it. I just, there's something off on the melody that I, I just couldn't get my toe tapping foot behind. <laughs> And maybe I'm off, but I'm just, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems very 80s. It was interesting because I watched the video. What's wrong with the video. 80s? I know, but like, it, it was just a lot of like. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like if this song. <laughs> maybe if you were dancing to it. And if this no, song that, was in. I saw a concert. Like, I saw a music video that's a concert. And that's like literally what everybody was doing. Like, They're doing the fucking 80s. Just snap your fingers, you know? swing your arms. Yeah. yeah but, but that, that was, yeah, that oh. was about it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, either All right. way. Well, Brandon, you I, go. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Taj would feel differently if this song was in Ready Player One, and then he would have been like, this is a great song. Oh, so yeah. yeah. It could have been yeah. in Ready he needs, Player One. He needs the music supervisor of the movie <laughs> to let him know whether or not it's a good song. Oh. I may not be the supervisor to Ready Player One, but it is a good song. Gotcha. Them fighting words. Mm. I appreciate it, Brandon. Thanks for getting me back there. Uh, Taz, You're welcome. not sure what's going on with you, but uh, all right. All right. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, all right. So, well, you know, I was going to leave Taj for last, but I'm not going to do that now because I want to know what Taj has selected that he thinks is better than Duran Duran. So, Taj, yes. what was your choice track? <laughs> what was my choice yeah, track? What you pick, Taj? Okay. So, uh, my choice track was actually a cover of a song, um, and it was actually came out in the movie. <laughs> so, um, I, I, so I've already mentioned this movie before, uh, but so the movie is the Blues Brothers, and the uh, song that I pick is Shake Your Tail Feather, by Ray Charles. Uh, so what's iconic about this song is that it ha- covers a bunch of different uh, dances it, out of the 50s, 60s. So, you know, it has the the twist, the mashed potato, the watusi, the boogaloo, the fly, the swim, you know, uh, mashed potato. Yeah, I already said mashed potato. Uh, but yeah, there's it. But it's, you know, it's just an effective song, you know, with Ray Charles. Um, and then, you know, you have the horns and the guitars. And yeah, it's just a song that makes you want to go dance out in the street, you know, and, and, and do all the different cool dances. 
all the all the kids do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do that. I'm sure you'll and, and, you enjoy and it. Your tail feather. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just I, saying, I, yeah. I couldn't shake my tail feather to to Duran Duran. <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely old school, man. I, I <laughs> this is like I'm an really old, old spirit coming out of Taj. He's uh, he's got that that old school vibe, which is cool. I like, of course, I like Ray Charles. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Bruce Blues Brothers, of course. So yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with this. This is a dance song for sure. Different vibe than my yeah. song, but I still got to get. I just got to get to the bottom of your thought process <laughs> for my pick. Yeah, not that I'm offended, but it's got to figure that one out. I, yeah, and, and maybe it just because maybe I just couldn't hear the the drum beat and keep with it. Maybe I just couldn't keep time with it. I'm just saying. I don't maybe there is there wait is there harmonica in this one? No like tail feather. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> So, all right, no, it's, it's, tempo. it's up tempo. It's got a nice little ring to it. Um, I ain't gonna lie, you threw me off when you said the title first. Like, I didn't, my mind did not go Ray Charles and, and the Bruce Brothers. My mind went Nelly and, and, and Kitty, P. Diddy, Puffy, Sean Combs, whatever his name oh, is. Yeah. Love. yeah, shake your tail better for the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, you gotta get. And then I go to listen to the song, I was like, oh, shit, no, this is Ray Charles. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he got shaky tail feather first. Okay. Um, so yeah, this this was definitely a swanky little track. Um, one that you could throw in to make some for you. You don't drop one of those songs that everybody's gonna come out to the dance floor with. Um, I have no problem with it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I knew immediately right away when you put that in the uh, the text feed. Um, because I mean, I think we've talked about this movie before. Um, but you know, Blues Brothers, I, I don't know how many times I've seen it. So, um, as soon as you, you told us that it was that song, I don't even have to watch the movie. I can, I see the scene playing out of my head and I'm seeing it right now as I'm talking to you. And, uh, and I, I, I know where everybody is positioned inside his store and what's going on outside the store. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great song. And it's iconic and, you know, it's one of the most memorable scenes in, in Blues Brothers. Um, you know, I think, I think it's one of the, the best, uh, you know, music sequences in, in the film. Um, you know, and, you know, Ray Charles, he enhances anything <laughs> that he's involved with. So, I mean, he's, he, you know, it's a, a, a talent for sure, you know, legend and, um, Ray Charles and Blues Brothers. I mean, <laughs> right. Can't go wrong there. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is great. And, uh, you know, like you had mentioned, it's about a bunch of different dances. Um, you know, you, this is a, this is a great, a great selection and, um, it, it, it totally fits the theme and I love it. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna criticize your choice. Um, I'm really not criticizing anybody's choice. I think everyone swung for the fences and I think everybody hit a home run. So, um, yeah, great choice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, mm. All right. So um, we are nearing the end of our uh, side A, and there is one more host to go. And uh, I am very excited for Diedrich to tell us what we're dancing to. I was getting happy. I thought you were going to skip me. I was like, oh, man. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. No. <laughs> not me. I'm not Taj. Okay. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> 
right, so I decided to go a little bit left with this one only because um while going through my catalog of songs, this one literally stood out as soon as I seen uh, the title and it, it like the lyrics automatically jumped in my head. The beat jumped in my head. It's a thumper. It gets you moving. It's one of those that came at the end of in 1989 um, and, and went into the 1990s and really brought in the whole uh, electronic trans pop movement into the commercial scene, so to speak. Um, it was already there for a minute, but this brought it a little bit upper level just because it added in a little mix of hip hop. So get an electric dance track producer, get a hip hop artist, put them two together. And what do you have? You got a group called Technotronic and Technotronic is a Belgian group. Um, out of uh, Belgium. Okay. Just gonna throw that out there in case anybody doesn't know what Belgian is. It's just there in Belgium. <laughs> but um, you've got uh, Joe thanks, thanks for that. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> and um, uh, your kid, your kid K, which is funny enough because she's the actual MC on the track that's getting everybody going. But when they did the actual video, they had a model named Melly who was out there singing the lyrics. So everybody thought that model was the one that was actually doing the, li- the, the lyrics and, and actually <laughs> rapping when in actuality it was your kid K behind the scenes. Mainly because that was also during the time where um you had uh you know feminist groups were at a high well not at a high they were they were a subpar high not as much as they are now but um you know when you're talking about gay straight image anything of that nature you know she was lesbian and she came across wearing baby baggy clothes and and always had her her shades on and her hater blockers and nobody could see her in the whole nine but it wasn't until later songs came out like um you know you gotta gotta move this which everybody knows check your body with me that little jam that came out a little diddle this one actually was their first release um that hit the united states it actually got to number two on the billboard top 100 um it got number one in the dance and pop scenes uh, stayed up there for about 14 weeks. So it was actually one of those grinds. And then it got resurrected going into the actual cosmetic commercials. So you see it for Estelada. You see it for Maybelline. We'll see it for all of the different makeup artists or makeup, uh, makeup companies that were out there were licensing this song for their different shows and different, uh, commercials that were coming on. So it definitely hit its resurrection there later on in, in the 1990s and the 2000s. So, uh, the song is Pump Up the Jail, Technotronic. The jam, pump it up while your feet are stumping. And the jam is pumping. Look ahead, the crowd is jumping. Pump it up. All I think is that get food on the floor now. Make my day. What do y'all say? <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I mean, it, when you sent the title, I was like, "Ooh, wait, I know that song." And then it, I, I enjoyed it. It was. It's funny that you mentioned the, the music video because I did go to watch it, and I was going to ask you about it because the model is not the most happy <laughs> in the music video. <laughs> like, like you're like, uh, I mean, I, I'm feeling the song, but you're like, like, why are you mugging me? <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny part about that she was actually not supposed to um mouth the lyrics she was just supposed to be a model in in the actual scene that was dancing but because there was a back and forth on who was actually going to be out there uh the artist didn't necessarily want to be out there in the forefront just yet so because of that they had to get the the model to learn the lyrics and go about singing the song as if she was a rapper and she didn't want to do that shit <laughs> So reflected on the screen. It was like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
but yeah, it, and that music video is like we have this new thing called green screen. Let's have some fun with it. <laughs> like yeah, it was buddy. all green screen. It's like okay. <laughs> so, it's like they they got their money's worth out the green screen. That's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I mean this this song. I you know it's it's been a part of my I what music catalog that lives rent free in my head since it first came out. You know, like it's this song's been it's it's been I feel like it's always been there since since I started listening to music. And I know it came out in eighty nine, but it feels like the song came out when I was born and I've been listening to it every year since my birth. Um, and that's not, that's, that's not a, a knock at the song. I mean, the song's phenomenal. I still love it. You still get a kick out of it. You, you sing along to it. It, it you know, there's a group, like it, it makes you shake your hips even when you don't mean to. And, and it's one of those kind of, kind of things where even if you're the quietest guy in the room, you're still going to tap your feet and, you know, whisper the lyrics to yourself. Cause you know, we, we all know the song, you know, even Taj knew the song, you know, that's incredible. So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, this is perfect. This is a great, great choice. And, um, you know, I, I've listened to you, I, I've listened to it for this year. So I got that checked off. So now I have to find out another time to listen to it next year because I have to listen to it every year since it first came out. So uh, it's it's great. It's it's totally a great song. And um, yeah, you, you definitely uh, will will shake to this song. So good dance song. Excellent choice. And I don't know what I was talking about listening to it once a year. That's not true. Multiple <laughs> times a year. So, yeah, it just makes you happy. Yes. Yeah. It's a soundtrack to part of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think the what is his name? Joe Bogart. Yes. And he's also Thomas De Quincey. That's weird. He's got like two names, like he's uh, running from the law or something. Pretty much. He now looks like I don't know if it's like I'm looking at a picture of him. It's like it kind of looks like Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so I'm like, how's this dude in uh, Technotronics, man? I, I thought it would be like. I guess it's an older picture or a newer picture. He's older, but uh, they also sound like Salt and Pepper. So that's kind of like that's the vibe that this song puts off. And if you didn't know who they were, you might think, oh, maybe it's collaboration. But that's not a bad thing. It's just that's that's the that's the sound that like I recognize from the eighties, late eighties techno style. And it's cool that they're from the UK, so can't go wrong with that. Definitely know the song. Everybody loves it for some reason, or they hate it for some reason, but it's there. It's not going anywhere. It's burned in your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is a good, this is definitely a good dance song, though. This is uh, weddings, wedding dances, you know, high school dance, prom, whatever. Yeah, this is it. Getting wasted, three in the morning dancing. Mm hmm. I don't know. It just got stuck in my head now. Thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> you did it to yourself, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. All right. So, so um, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, I guess let's go ahead and uh, uh, pick up the record and drop the needle on side B. Uh, so, Brandon, you had some homework for us, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I did. Some international homework. 
That's right. Um, yeah. So keeping the party going, uh, I went with, uh, well, I'm just going to go out and go, go out and just say the name of the band. It's ABBA. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know who ABBA is, go listen to ABBA. Um, Get under a you, rock. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, who doesn't like their fucking life if you don't know who ABBA is. <laughs> who doesn't like ABBA? And if you say you don't like ABBA, I don't believe you. I don't believe you because because there's got to be a few songs that that you find yourself you know tapping your feet to, singing along to. I mean, this, this the music by ABBA just. I don't know. It's, it's joyous. Even some of the songs that are sort of depressing, I still, still make me happy, which is strange. I know, but, but that's because I know the next song is going to put a smile on my face, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, the album I actually picked, I went with the compilation album and I went with, I think one of the biggest compilation albums of all time. And that is gold, which came out in 1992. And it was an album that resurrected pretty much their career. You know, ABBA had dissolved by 1982. They were formed in 1972. They had an amazing span. They had a lot of hits. I mean, they're one of the biggest selling bands of all time in the world. Um, but by 1992, you know, they, they hung up their hat. Um, and, and then when, the album came out, the, this album, the compilation, it brought a whole new, uh, whole new audience to this group. Um, and also it didn't hurt that there were bands like, uh, Eraser who had used samples of their music. And then there were movies like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert and Muriel's Wedding that were using songs from ABBA as well. And then in 1999, you had the Broadway, the, well, not Broadway. I think it, formed in in London first, but the musical Mamma Mia, which is all the songs by ABBA. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to go too much into the history of ABBA. I do want to say I I mentioned that they formed in 1972. There were four people in the group. They were formed in Stockholm. Uh, They're a Swedish rock, uh, Swedish trooper group. It consisted of, uh, two, two couples. I mean, they were like two married couples. Uh, and eventually the, the, their, their personal lives, um, there was a lot of turmoil there and eventually they got divorced. And if you listen to their later songs, they're a little bit different, you know, like their lyrics do change. Um, and the band ABBA, the name of it are the initials of the four members. I would mention the, the, the two men and two women, but I'm afraid I'm really going to butcher their names. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I can, I can probably pronounce a couple. So let's just say you can look it up. Um, but trust me, there were two men and two women in this band. Um, and then they reformed in 20, 2016. Um, so yeah. Um, another thing I thought was interesting too, I did not know this, but I found out that they were the first winners of Eurovision song contest. Uh, and the, the song that they won with was Waterloo, which is one of their biggest hits of all time. Um, and then the famous logo of the band ABBA was actually created in 1976. Um, and another little tidbit, uh, ABBA is also the name of a very famous, famous, uh, fishing company in Sweden. I thought that was really, really unique. I, I didn't know that. Um, and now you know it. And, uh, so yeah, 
Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't really want to get down and I don't want to get, uh, knee deep in, in their, their whole history. Um, like I said, all you need to know is they're a huge group and they came back because of this album and we love ABBA still today. I believe people are still listening to ABBA. There's new fans all the time because their, their music is everywhere. And when I play ABBA, uh, it just, it just really, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, it's infectious. It makes me smile. It, it just, I don't know. I feel good when I listen to their music. Um, I really love the vocals. I really love the music, the sound. It's, it's incredible. I, you know, I feel like there's nobody else out there like ABBA. You know, there may be a lot of intimate, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh oh my god invitations yes thank you thank you but but there's nobody like the original um abba is incredible and um do yourself a favor if you haven't listened to abba please go do that um and then come back and maybe finish this episode so then you'll have an idea of what our favorite songs are hopefully someone's got a favorite song and if you do not like abba one of you or all of you there will be (laughs) some hell to pay um so i have to take a choice track and this is hard i mean this is really hard this might be the most difficult choice track on an album i've had this whole time doing this podcast because there are so many songs that i love and uh, i was actually when you guys were talking i kept muting and i kept playing songs because i wanted to make sure i had the right one and i don't know if i have the right one but i'm gonna go with this one right now and it is my favorite choice track by abba on this album is lay all your love on me Um, that might be my favorite choice track, at least at this very moment. Um, I absolutely love that song. But again, there's so many great songs on here. And um, yeah, so uh, I didn't talk as much about the history like I do in every other episode um, because I think the music speaks for itself. And um, I'm very curious to see what what you guys thought. Are you ABBA fans? Do you know ABBA very well? Um, And so I'm going to go ahead and turn the table to you guys and see what you what you have to think. Well, I don't know what I have to think, but I know what I have to say. And that's ABBA's great. That's what I meant. I know. Uh, Just fucking with you, man. (laughs) So, yeah, I think. They're, yeah, their names are really hard to pronounce, but like it's it's so the two the the vocalist uh, Agnetha uh, Falskog and Anifried um, Lindstad is mm. those are the, those are their vocalists, and they didn't write a lot of the songs or any of the songs, did they? Like they weren't. No, it was songs. it was mostly um, I think the the two gentlemen in the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bjorn. Um, I don't know. Alvis. I think I got that right. He was like one of the main writers, right? And then one of the husbands too. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, you just picked like what we do. I guess we're like the the best albums ever podcast now because that's like one of the. I mean, this this band coming back in 2016. That's crazy. Uh, that's cool that they did the comeback. You know, with their with this gold album with all their really good hits. 
I find it interesting. Abba, is it Abba or Abba? Abba? How would you pronounce that? Abba? I usually just say Abba. Abba. Uh, they they really fit well in like the European scene, and it's you know obvious, but it just it, not obvious. But like when you see them in movies and stuff, and like uh, shows, like it just it it has this like uh, vacation vibe to me, or like a. Uh, you know, very foreign feel. They don't sound foreign at all, though. You know, this is disco kind of era, but then it gets out of disco and it morphs into other stuff. And uh, yeah, it brings it brings like to the, every scene I've seen that had an, an Ava saw it in it. It brings that scene to life, or with the show or the movie, it just like adds an extra special like feeling to it, and I think it makes it more interesting. So. What a unique sounding band! Like, there's no one else really truly like them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's cool that you picked them. I didn't, I wouldn't have doubted that you would have liked a band like Ava because of uh, the theatrical part of it, and you know, because they have so much to do with like soundtracks and stuff like that. But they're just, uh, you know, they fit that era too that you like a lot. The '70s, a lot of good stuff come, came out of the '70s. But I mean, these they're like they're like uh, music goddesses and gods you know it's crazy uh but yeah they just have so many different sounds um what was your favorite uh choice track again brandon what was your pick lay all your love on me yeah that's good yeah that's this this uh all the hits on here and like even the stuff that i didn't know before like i just hadn't really listened to it um yeah there's like ups and downs or slower songs and then there's like the fast songs I mean, I'm going to ruin everybody's day. I'm going to pick Mamma Mia. Because it's my favorite one off this, and I really like that song because I've heard it a lot. Really liked it every time I've seen it and heard it in like a show or a movie. I mean, these guys are all over the place. They're, if you haven't heard of ABBA or ABBA, definitely check them out. Um, and try to try to look up some of the stuff that they've done soundtrack stuff for, or stuff that their music's been picked for shows or movies. Uh, really fun stuff. So, yeah, thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Oh, me? Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, let me see. I did try, let me first of all say, I did wow, try years ago. No, okay. I, I'm just saying, okay. Years ago, I did try and listen to ABBA, like, and I, I got like maybe a five six tracks in and then like you know me i i didn't really gravitate towards disco that much right so but that was just kind of their earlier stuff and so i do appreciate going back and, and listening to this full album um it, i did enjoy it i mean it, what's interesting and what's nice about listening to a compilation is you can kind of hear as artists grow you can kind of hear like oh this was like a phase that they were in and stuff like that. And, and I did overall, I, I enjoyed it. So I do appreciate going back to listening to it because to be honest, like I gave them a chance and then I didn't stick with it and, and I should have. So, um, but that's where I'm coming from. So I, I do like it. Um, what I'm cu- curious about is like, I know you said that there's some depressing songs and I, I want to talk about that because there's some songs that I feel like the way the song is done, like it has, either a minor key or something. There's some songs here that sound very haunting. Like her voice sounds upbeat and cheerful, but there's also something haunting behind the background of the song. And I just don't know if it's like a regional thing, like, or whether that's actually how the song was designed. But yeah, 
Um, but I, I was curious on that. But anyways, um, if I have to go and pick my song, um, it, my song would be, and I'm just checking to see, yeah, is um, I Have a Dream. I have a dream A song to sing to so That's a, my song. So yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. So. Go. Thank you. Um, I told uh, just for full disclosure here, I told Brandon I hated him before we started the podcast just because I got so many damn episodes running through my head. It's ridiculous. Um, I definitely love the band. I definitely love their sound. When I first heard or came around to Ava, I was thinking, "Oh, this is a cool sound." And then once I realized that it was a, they were from Sweden and it was more of an international type of groove, which of course he still had that disco flow in it, but it was still like it wasn't like just regular disco. It was like worldly disco, especially from the sounds and some of the synthesizers and some of the some of the waves that they use inside of the music and the recording and the reverb and and everything was brought out. It was like a full full introduction or instrumental masterpiece, so to speak. And listening to the to the back end production of it was like, wow. Because I mean this is probably the most homework we've had to do just because the compilation is so damn big. But also you really had to pay attention to the songs, not only just the ones that you automatically knew off the top of your head as soon as you heard a couple of keys, but the ones that were low key that you didn't know were necessarily hits or may not have been hits over here, there were hits around the world. And and that's something that we've talked about before where in the United States you may have, you know, a certain set of artists that come here, but then you've got other artists that aren't blown up here, but they're blown up everywhere else. Kind of like soccer. You know, soccer is one of those sports. Everybody loves soccer. And we're just kind of getting into the fold of it now. Whereas the whole world has been on it forever and a day. That's how I feel about Abba. I feel like they are worldly to the point where everybody has been on them. We just kind of got pulled a little bit into the mix. They had their good run, um, especially with disco. And listening back on it, especially listening to the lyrics and, and how the songs were laid down. I could see why they had marriageable problems because they were damn near swingers. Like <laughs> some of the lyrics and songs they were coming with, that shit was just straight orgy based. That was just like they were just having fun. They were kicking out shit. Oh, y'all want us to sing this? Okay, cool. Let's have this bender real quick, or we just go and meet up with twenty people in this club. Everybody take a key out the drawer, out the, out the jar, and then we see what comes out the mix, and then we come back and record the song. Like that's the kind of feel I get from them. Happy, sexy, horny go lucky feel um and, and all the songs true and through my pick the whole reason why that ties huh it's <laughs> yeah. a key party yeah there is a key party <laughs> um the reason why i let Taj go first because i thought for a fact that he was going to pick this song um and the fact that he didn't pick the song just let me know i just love it that much more and he's probably going to go back and listen to it now my favorite song from abba has to be gimme 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 You know, a man after midnight. I'm like, yeah, that's what that's a little jam. And of course, I gotta catch myself. Like, I'm not really trying to be thinking like I need a man after midnight to come through and, and rock the world to the morning. But you know, that's my jam though. It, it, it hits the keys. Everything is good. I got people choking up over here. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you don't expect that, but that's my jam. I will, I will bang on it every single day. Um, what's funny is yeah, when you some. first, yeah, you first sent out the text of the album, what it was gonna be. Like literally ten minutes before you did that, um, 
but not to mention, but before we recorded that show, somebody did a YouTube short, and it was a girl, one of the, the Lerman twins or something like that, and she was dancing in the kitchen to the song, and she had her <laughs> ass moving, and she had the wooden spoon to her mouth, and she singing, just throwing her hands in the air, and I just got that feeling, it's like, damn, that's exactly how I feel when I sing a song, only I don't look as good singing it. So... <laughs> That's exactly where I'm coming from with it. But yes, gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, that, that is my all time jam from ABBA. Um, you know, I love, you know, there's so many different songs that you can go off of. You know, Dancing Queen, you can, you can literally run down the list in the gauntlet, in the gauntlet, so to speak. But that's my all time jam from them. Uh, I will bang that any day, every day of the week. So I, 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 I just noticed something too, listening to it again. It's like, it sounds, like Madonna either is doing a collab with her or with them on one of her albums, or it's like she kind of took a riff. She sampled. Gimme, gimme. She sampled it. She sampled it, right? Yeah. And it sounded yeah. good. I think it was off her Ray of Light album. I'm not really sure exactly, but yeah, Wait. you wouldn't know, I guess, unless you knew Ava. Well, what's my thing is interesting is like uh, it's was it, uh, five songs before that is money, money, money. So it's like, because it, you, yeah. you're like, you know, it's been a couple <laughs> years since we did a song yeah. with three words in a row. <laughs> like, yeah. let's, let's do gimme, gimme, gimme. You're like, okay. <laughs> so. Where's, uh, I need a lawyer. That's, I thought that would be. <laughs> yeah, right. Funny. Sleeping on the couch. That's like only so many artists can pull that off, (laughs) right? Exactly. And both of them are hits. You're like, yeah. So it just makes sense. It makes sense. You got it. You got it. They definitely had it. And battle the sexes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When when I think of problematic groups, literally ABBA and Fleetwood Mac come to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Internal turmoil. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Life of rock and roll. Gotta love it. Yeah. Well, sweet guys. Well, uh, before we hang up our dancing shoes, um, we have some homework for the next episode. And Diedrich, what are we listening to? So we're going to slow down the tempo a little bit. Not a whole lot, but just, just to get a little bit on the mellow side. Um, kind of want to, you know, ease off of the hip hop a little bit, really get back into, to, to music itself and just, just music in totality, right? So, um, I picked the artist, uh, this particular album, I think was the one that kind of blew him up on the charts, but it's in actuality, this is like one of his best pieces of work to me, just to me in my own opinion. You can say what you want to say about it. But he is a, a singer, songwriter, uh, instrumentalist, a philanthropist, uh, activist, um, everything written in the book. He's been with every type of woman that you think of in the situation, married a couple of them, came out with a whole bunch of kids. But all in all, you know, a real cool ass dude who knows how to, how to sing and how to play guitar. And, um, I just went back to 2003. I picked on Ben Harper and the name of the album was Diamonds on the Inside. So y'all go through, check it out. Tell me what you think. Okay. All right. So make sure you listen to that before the next so episode. Ben Harper, right? Not Ben Folds, not Ben Queller, not Ben <laughs> Stein. <laughs> There's a lot of Ben's that do music. He said Ben Harper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come just listen over. to it, Taj. No, <laughs> 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 no, no, bend over. No, no, no. All right, Taj, do your homework. 
Well, before we sign off for this episode, Taj, why don't you go ahead and say your stuff? Sure. Well, this has been Trace Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website at tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both uh, Pandora and Spotify. And we ask kindly that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Uh, let's go and sign out. Taj. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on, but yeah, I'm Damon. <laughs> well, I don't even have crazy to say. Taj just did it for me. I'm Dietrich. And um, we're going to pick up the needle. The Yaki spinning those choice tracks.